Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Asia Pacific markets are trading in the green this morning. They're shrugging off overnight losses on Wall Street. Sydney and Tokyo are both up about half a percent. Seoul is hovering around the flat line. Investors have their eyes on the US, where a new vaccine mandate is set to come into force. There are a number of local issues on the radar as well. It's Friday, everybody. I'm Michelle Martin. Good of you to join me. Also joining us, uh, Ryan Wong. How are you doing? Hey, it's a busy Friday. It is, isn't it? Let's start this morning with a discussion about two Singapore companies and one that's raising a lot of funds. Another is moving towards privatization. Now, the first company is C Limited. It's hitting markets up for more than six billion US dollars in a new share listing. And the second company is Singapore Press Holdings, the owner of this radio station. SPH will hold an extraordinary general meeting today to seek shareholder approval to spin off its media businesses into a non-profit entity. This is a step towards a takeover and privatization of SPH's non-media business by Keppel Corp. Ryan, there are actually two matters that SPH shareholders are going to vote on today. What are they? Yeah, so... Basically, you've got shareholders voting to transfer the SPH media business to a newly formed company. This is the CLG that we've been talking about for a nominal sum of $1. So that is the formalization of this transfer. And then they also vote on the conversion of each management share held by a management shareholder into one ordinary share. And then a related adoption of a new constitution. So all that plays into how essentially... SPH has been pushing or encouraging shareholders to vote for, in favour, the hiving off of the media business, which can then allow Capo to buy over the rest of the business. SPH also noting that the winding up of its media business may incur, quote, a potentially heavy financial cost. What do we know about this? Yeah, so this, of course, is a bit of a precursor to today's EGM where um, questions were sent in by shareholders. So SPH has responded to some of them and they have outlined some of the reasons behind the rationale for this move. And this is focused on one question around why the board did not consider selling or shutting down the media business. And in response, SPH says no, winding up the business could potentially incur what you pointed out, potentially heavy financial costs. And any sale of the media business will also require regulatory approval. So it might be easier to go down the route that they have um, been encouraging. And just for a bit more context, um, the financial advisor Evercore has forecasted how the media business would perform in the coming years. And based on their projections, it would be losses in terms of EBITDA, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation and amortization. So those losses uh, would range between $59.4 million and $83.6 million per year by FY 2024. And these losses would be structural, so it would not go away. And they would be expected to be recurring annually over time. And there is going to be this possibility that if they continue to make losses, it would just deteriorate the dividends outlook and also divert the attention from senior management into other strategic businesses or initiatives. So that is the, um, I guess, all 
inclusive overview of why they are pushing forward with this um, recommendation. Now, if we take a long view for just a moment, looking back over the course of SPH's history as a listed company, SPH's shares peaked in January of 2000 at more than $7 a share. Earlier this year, before the spin-off and takeover plans were announced, SPH shares were trading near $1 a share. I want to turn now to Sea Limited, the Singapore headquartered NASDAQ-listed company owns the e-commerce site Shopee and it also offers digital finance products and has a gaming arm best known for the hit Free Fire. We briefly touched on C's plans yesterday. It is going to raise more than six billion US dollars. This is the most money that any company from Southeast Asia has ever raised in one go. So Ryan, do we have any details yet about how C is going to spend its money? Based on the information I can gather from reports, it looks like they could be using the money for general corporate purposes, including strategic investments and acquisitions. So in a way, it's more for expanding the business rather than burning cash to keep the lights on. So that is good news if you are you know, looking out for growth in Shopee. And this includes maybe expanding into places like Europe and India, which has been reported before. And also, you might remember, late last year, C acquired a full digital bank license in Singapore. So that will also require some startup capital. C-shares fell about 6% on the news overnight. Existing investors apparently are concerned that the fundraising may dilute their holdings. So Ryan, what do you make of C's moves? Do you think it will be good for the company in the medium to long term? Some analysts say it's opportunistic. Yeah, you have to bear in mind such a huge fundraising will dilute share value, and at least for the near term. But if you are like many shareholders who love Shopee for their growth numbers, and we are talking about revenue, um, numbers of people sh- on Shopee, uh, then this would maybe cheer you on because um, you will now have C with um, nearly $13 billion of cash on its balance sheet if this goes through successfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will add to the existing $7 billion. So it will be able to just push up its growth numbers even more. But if you look at the financials, um, it is still making losses. So the latest quarter, it plunged deeper into the red. It made a loss of more than $433 US million. So that is not going to be comforting for someone who is hoping to see or want to invest in a profitable company. But on the flip side, its revenue doubled, more than doubled to $2.3 billion for the three months ended June. So that is good news if you're looking for growth and you think, hey, this has still quite a long way to go and you think that maybe Shopee will eventually break even, then, like you pointed out, his share prices have been going up on those expectations. If you are on that bandwagon, then this will be for you. C-shares were up fivefold last year. They're up about 70% or so this year. Now let's turn to the US, where US President Joe Biden has announced a sweeping COVID-19 vaccine mandate that aims to cover two-thirds of American workers. The move is a change in tactics for Biden, who previously tried to persuade and cajole Americans to get vaccinated rather than require it. So quite a switch, Ryan. What do we know about these new rules? Who's affected? How many people will have to get shots? And more importantly, what happens if they don't? Yeah, so this is going to affect millions of people. So I am just going to focus on two points. One is um, how he is going to push for federal employees to get vaccinated. And those who don't would possibly be dismissed. So you might get fired or maybe... No, even worse, 
So that's the prospects of what might happen. And for private employers, they might be fined. So if you have a company with more than 100 or more employees, your staff is going to be required to be vaccinated or tested weekly. And that is going to be something he hopes will turn the tide with the vaccination um, situation because there are quite a bit of anti-vaxxer um I guess, protests against the vaccination rate. Now, I believe it's around 75% when it comes to adults. So that is something he's hoping could turn around. Biden cannot require all Americans to get vaccinated because in the U.S. vaccinations are the province of the states. Now, in another sign of the Delta variant's impact on the U.S., Microsoft has told its workers to keep working from home. The tech giant has delayed a return to the office indefinitely. Microsoft is not setting a date for when the work-from-home policy may change, saying only it will not ask workers to return to the office until it's safe to do so. On the economic front, though, the latest data indicates that the surge in COVID-19 cases in the U.S. caused by the Delta variant has not led to widespread layoffs, at least not yet. What's the latest on this front? Yeah, it's some encouraging data coming through from the jobs um, numbers, at least if you look at initial jobless claims. So the weekly numbers, looking at the week that has just passed, uh, that was a new pandemic era low. 310,000, better than the consensus forecast of 335,000. So that is a reflection of how maybe um, things are improving as the vaccination rate improves. Reopenings have also increased the demand for workers. Um, but you have to bear in mind, it is still far and above the pre-pandemic level. So some way to go. And if you look at how economists are forecasting how things might turn out in the coming months and quarters, we are expecting a bit of a growth slowdown. So these numbers for now look good, but you don't know for sure if it will stay that way. The Dow and the S&P 500 finish lower for the... Let's see, uh, fourth straight session overnight. The Nasdaq closed down as well, falling 0.6%. All right, time for some tech news. Ryan, are you an avid photographer, videographer? Want to take uh, photos with the new tools apart from your phone maybe or a traditional camera? Yeah, I'm a geek for new toys. So oh. anything that can make my life easier. Oh, okay. So Facebook and Ray-Ban have a product just for you. They're called Smart Shades. They're sunglasses that can take pictures and videos upon voice commands. What do you think? Would you use them? Okay, so I'm thinking how I might use it. I'm thinking I might put on some shades and I've got my hands full with... Uh, an ice cream cone on one hand and hamburger on the other and I don't have my hands free to take a photo when I see something on the road. So maybe I could just say, hey, Facebook, take a photo and <laughs> that will make my life easier. On the flip side, I don't know if I... I'm going to look at somebody with glasses the same way. I'm going to be wondering, are they taking a photo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does raise questions about privacy, right? Exactly. So do you think there'll be a hit? I think you would see some... Um, niche supporters because we did see this happen with the likes of Google, Google mm. Glass, the likes of Snap, Snap and Glasses, so or Snap Spectacles. So that is going to be, well, it needs kind of a killer app, so to speak. Like, you really need to use it for some reason before it takes off. Now, it's just a 
pair of glasses that allows you to take photos. Maybe when they can integrate some games into it, some games. virtual reality or augmented reality functions, like things you could use on a day-to-day basis to really make your life easier, then I think it could take off. The bane of my life as a driver is people walking across the roads glued to their phones. Now they'll be glued to their glasses, wondering about the video that they're taking. Pay attention, look. Look two ways before you cross the street is what yeah. I say. How about this one? If they can <laughs> translate foreign languages by just me looking at it on Okay, my lens, fine. Okay, that's a nice one. That's important when you travel for sure. Yeah, but I hope this doesn't lead to more distraction on the road. Oh, Seriously. Yeah. All right, up or down time. Uh, let's start with Sony. All right, I am going with up for Sony. And that's because we are expecting a bunch of new games and titles for its PS5. So a new Spider-Man and Star Wars games coming up. So that's going to be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. A sequel to 2018's popular Spider-Man from Sony and a remake of the critically acclaimed Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. All right, uh, up for me for Sony as well. For Ford, what are you looking at? Yeah, Ford, I am going down. It's finally cutting its losses. Mm. It's been trying to break into the Indian market for the past um, 25 years or so. Mm-hmm. But in the past 25 years or so, it has struggled. In fact, it only has less than 2% of market share. So it's finally bitten the bullet. And for the past 10 years, after losing $2 billion, it's now going to exit India. Third largest market for Ford though. So this one is tricky, Ford pulling out of India, uh, which is going to cost it $2 billion. But focusing on areas that are profitable for the company mm. could be good for it in the long run. So I'm going to go with up. All right, next, let's take a look at Moderna. All right, Moderna. It's a bit of a two-in-one story here because yeah. I'm going up with Moderna because they are making a single vaccine that will combine a booster dose for COVID-19 alongside an experimental for now flu shot. So you could just go for a regular flu shot every year and then, by the way, here's your COVID shot. So that's going to be great. Absolutely. Convenience at least. Yeah, and investors agree with you. Moderna shares rose on the news of that single shot vaccine booster that covers both COVID-19 and the flu. So up for me for Moderna. Let's turn to Singapore now, 19 minutes into the local trading day. The Straits Times Index finished flat yesterday at 30.17. How's it doing this morning? Yeah, I'm looking at a bit of a extension when it comes to what's going on with the STI. Of course, marginally up yesterday by 0.1%. Now it's up slightly by 0.3%. 3,079 points. And the STI, a bit more green than red right now. Right at the top, we've got Maple Tree Commercial Trust, Singtel, Capital Corporation, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, and UOB leading the banks. And on the other side of the table, you've got Taibab down 0.7%. And the one I'm focused on Today is Hong Kong land. It's been on a good run in the past three days after announcing a share buyback plan to the tune of 500 million US dollars. And so far, it is down. Finally, returning some of those gains from the past three days is lower by 0.6% at $4.82. Brian Huang there, Asia Pacific markets in the green this morning. Uh, They're throwing off the losses from Wall Street overnight. We're going to keep an eye on how markets are doing for you. Keep it right here on Money FM 89.3. Coming up in August, ooh, a bumper, bumper month for the number of million dollar flats. So if you try to sell your flat, what do you need to know if you're aiming for the sky with uh, your own valuation for your flat? That's coming.
coming up at 10.05. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.